0: Ashley. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> what are you drinking?
1: Uh, Just um, some on Blanc. Nice. like the same bottle from last
0: time. Damn. <laughs> I in my fridge. So Sounds good. Nice tart. What are you drinking? Sounds good. I am drinking a gin and tonic. Light on the gin, because it's still kind of early in the evening.
1: Yeah, I guess it is, huh?
0: Well, I wanted to have wine. I was hoping that I had wine in the fridge, but I did not. Mm -hmm. That's too bad. I would like to be able to say something besides gin and tonic for once. One day? Yeah, maybe. I will
1: say, while reading this book, and then you just put your face behind it, Mm -hmm. that it made me start listening, well... Not that I ever don't listen to Bright Eyes, but mm-hmm. I was, like, hiding behind it earlier today, and there's a line in the song Waste of Paint where he says, and I hide behind these books I read,
0: <laughs> scribbling
1: my poetry. And I was just like,
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how to weep in public sounds like a Bright Eyes <laughs> like, yeah, album or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right, so... What are we reading? (laughs) Yeah, we read How Do We In Public? Feeble Offerings on Depression from One Who Knows by Jacqueline Novak. Um, I think it's really funny that at the end of our last episode, you were like, yeah, let's lighten it up with with a nonfiction piece by a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) And the title was literally that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) So, yeah, this book is about – it's a – it is a nonfiction piece by Jacqueline Novak, who is a comedian, um, and I guess the basic premise is it's like a companion book to those who are experiencing depression, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she like posits very early on in the intro, like it's not a self-help book. It's not supposed to, like, make you feel like by the end you're like, wow, that book really got me out of my depression. Right, yeah. Um, It's meant to be, like, musings on, like, depression, her own experiences, and depression as a whole. And it's broken up into parts, how to be a depressive in training as a child, how to cultivate your depression as a young adult, how to become a depressed grown-up. How to Take Your Fully Actualized Depression into the Wider World and Gasp, Go Outside. And and the end, the conclusion is called Off You Go Then. But, like, she also makes clear, like, you could just start the book over again, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, a straightforward memoir. Yeah. It's, like, there's definitely memoir stuff in there. But it's all, like, it's very, very much centralized around depression.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I, like, kind of skimmed through it again because mm-hmm. it, I read this book in a day. It's, like, a really, I thought it was a really quick read. Yeah, me too. Um, so I was, like, skimming through it again today. Um, and I was, like, would you describe this as a memoir? I guess it kind of is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it doesn't necessarily read strictly as a memoir. No,
0: no. Mm.
1: I mean, but she's obviously reflecting off of her own experiences.
0: Yeah. I'm always curious about, like, where books get categorized, if it's not, like, straightforward, if it's not, like, you know, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Sparks. And this on the back says, humor parodies. I did not feel like it was a parody, though. Wait, what? I mean, there was humor in it, but I feel like there was also, like, a lot of not humor. (laughs) yeah
1: so, oh, yeah, I just took her read the back <laughs> <laughs> there's memoir Me guide to life,
0: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that also is not like fully yeah no inclusive of what the book has,
1: okay, I feel like I have a lot of well i I flagged a lot of pages in here,
0: mm-hmm,
1: I wish I would have. Some of them are just like, oh, here's my story on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, I found a, um, an error
0: Ooh!
1: on page 90.
0: Let us look.
1: In quotes halfway down the page. Okay. She says, I'm not going to wave a clock in from. Ah! Space.
0: You know what? I read that so fast. I didn't even notice that. Look at you. Yeah, in, Eagle Eye in- Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're right. Whenever I find an error, I want to, like, send them an email and be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I want to be like, hey, I need a job. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you <need> can <laughs> you reference me, like, <laughs> fixing um, this error? <laughs> like, I guess, so I liked the, she,
1: if it wasn't at the end of each chapter, it was, like, towards the end, she had the, like, top eight ways to do this, top mm-hmm. nine ways to deal with this. Like, yeah. I thought those were cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, before I dive into this, mm-hmm. like, a lot of this has to do with my opinion that I feel like this is from a fairly privileged standpoint. Oh, yeah. And so some of it was, like, hard for me to connect with because mm-hmm. it was, like... I mean, I guess it's about her life, so it's not supposed to necessarily be universal, but, right. like, I think one of the... Se- in the very beginning... Let me see, what is this chapter? Learning to say no to life with your body. hmm um, Which, at first, I was, like, really excited to read that chapter, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. But she's talking about how, as children, you, like, fight and protest a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um and how you need to find a memory from your childhood of when you completely shut down. Yeah. And how you, like, flush things down the toilet or, like, threw a fit. Mm-hmm. And, like, reading that, that was the first point where I was like, I didn't do that. Like, if I threw a fit to the level that she's talking about, <laughs> I mean, my mom was not a mean person, but I've been grounded forever. Like, no way was that allowed. Like, by me throwing a fit, I remember, like, I was asked to clean my room as a child, and instead of cleaning it, I like lined everything along the border of my wall. So like that was me protesting cleaning, like I flushed stuff down the toilet, right? And then there was like another moment where, oh yeah, here it is. Home is where you cry the loudest. Mm-hmm. She's talking about going home to like your childhood home. She later addresses like if you don't have childhood home, do this. But like, mm-hmm. people in the world don't have the option of returning home.
0: Yeah.
1: And I thought that that was just kind of isolating mm-hmm. to list that as a way to deal with depression. Mm-hmm. So oh, I thought this was funny, and I liked a lot of what she had to say, and I liked that this wasn't addressed as, like, a way to deal with your depression or to, like, fix your depression. Right. right. But more just, like, a a book to read along the way. Right. But there are definite times where I was like, well, this is coming from... An- a place of privilege that I feel
0: like could be hard to connect to yeah. at times. I don't know. I just No, I totally <laughs> agree. I totally agree. And I think she maybe, like, said that at some point that I I don't – I was bad. I didn't, leave, like, mark points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember her saying something along the lines of, like, obviously I haven't actually dealt with anything hard, and so this is da 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 But yeah. I totally – I totally get, like, where you're coming from, and I agree that at some points it was kind of like, okay, well, then. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know. What what were your, like, first thoughts? My first thoughts are that this seems like a hard book to talk about because there's, like, humor, but there's also realness, and I don't want to, like, accidentally minimalize anything, but also don't want to, like, pretend like this book is attempting to or is like very deep and like like I don't know sensitively dramatic I think it's obviously like pretty existential in a lot of points but like I was I, as I was reading it I was kind of thinking to myself like what is the com- like ha- how to have the conversation about the book like Yeah. I don't really know. Like, I thought there were parts that were, like, genuinely funny, and I, like, scoffed and laughed out loud. I was on a camping trip while I was reading this, and so I was, like, reading it with my little headlamp (laughs) before going to sleep, and, like, I'd be, like, (laughs) you know, like, giggling to myself, and, like, trying not to wake anybody, and, um, or also, like, reading it in the car, um, but then there were also points where I was, like, oh, fuck, that's heavy, like, yeah, ouch, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I guess that was part of my fear, too, and bringing up the point that it seemed privileged to me. Like, I think that I definitely can have, like, depressive episodes, but mm-hmm. I don't think that I am someone who is, like, technically depressed. So yeah. it was hard for me to, like, I don't know, is this privileged or, like, is this just someone's – I mean, this is obviously her honest way of dealing with this, and who am I to judge how she's dealing with it, you know, and, mm-hmm. like, what she's going through – Um, it is a super hard book to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, which actually leads to the point where I appreciate that she wrote it in this way. Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning, I think she's like, you can use this as a pillow. You can use this as like, you know, whatever. This doesn't have to be a book that you read straight through. I think she said like, you can just pick it up and open a page and read it. Like, she was very deceptive of people dealing with this book and the information as it came to them. Right. Which I thought was great and kind of was like, okay, maybe that's how I'll take it and how I'll, like, try and talk about it. Yeah. Um, I agree. That is funny. I also noticed that she talked a lot about cats, which which reminded me of
0: um, We'll Never Hang Out in Public or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll Never – damn, why am – we're both blinking so hard right now. I know. Too much alcohol. <laughs> oh, we're and never hanging out in real life? We're never hanging out in real life. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, absolutely just start with our podcast. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, let, let's do something alive. meta. Let's listen to our <laughs> podcast on our podcast. <laughs> it's an art well, was- experience.
1: This is, this is art. Get drunk and listen to one of our episodes and then discuss it.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Yes. We should do that at the end of season dos. Perfect. That would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, But it reminded
1: me of that book where she's talking about her cat. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I do appreciate the similarities in these two books of these women dealing with depression and anxiety and whatever and their relationship to their cats. And like (laughs) I the Irby's cat was just, like, a feisty old lady. Mm-hmm. And cat she literally it is good if you can find, like, a elderly cat or whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they will just eat in bed with you. So true, but though. I, I enjoyed that a lot. I um, too. But, yeah. Yeah, I like the humor. Like, it's interesting. So, yeah, in terms of relatability, like, I personally do not suffer from depressive disorder depressive syndrome like obviously in my life i've had like depressive episodes or like you know feelings but like i have not i have not experienced depression depression sorry i'm eating a piece of ice so for me (laughs) okay gone so for me it's kind of like i can't read this and like fully relate in terms yeah. of like, I mean, because the whole crux of the of the book is like, it's like a companion, right, to somebody right. who experiences depression, um, and yeah. so to like that extent, I could not relate. But there were also like very like specific moments that I totally could relate to. Um, and so it was kind of an interesting book because I feel like the audience is very, like, concrete and discreet, right? Like, it's a discrete like, yeah. group of people who are the intended, like, audience of the book. Um, but I also, at the same time, don't feel like if you don't experience depression that you can't, like, have moments that you relate to and enjoy. Yeah,
1: I agree with that totally. I think that she did a really great job – of finding moments that could be relatable. Like, right. as much as I complain about that, like, privileged
0: part. Right.
1: There also were moments that she did a really great job, of, like, making simple or making relatable, you know, whatever. hmm um, Yeah. I feel like this would have actually been a really great episode to invite, since our friend Lindsay, or my friend Lindsay, recommended this book. Yes. To have her...
0: On it. I totally so, agree. I think yeah. that, like, I would like to hear from more folks who have read this book too to get more, like, feedback.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, getting to the end of it where she's like, now you can start this over. Mm-hmm. You know, I might. I might go back and read some other chapters, but I can also see for someone who is dealing with depression, at least in the way that she's described. Mm-hmm. how that be a big comfort totally. Um, of having you can go back to the familiar and consistent and constant. yeah. Um, and I think she did a good job of making that possible.
0: yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because I am currently, as you know, but listeners you may not know, uh, working on my master's in counseling, and so, one of the things that we talk about in in my program in terms of, like, counseling um, theories, like, formats and, and structures of counseling, the one that my program really focuses on and that I think that a lot of, like, modern counseling does is uh, person-centered counseling. And, like, person-centered counseling was originally created by this super cool dude, Carl Rogers, and... Um, like the (laughs) here's your here's your quick background um and the like sort of like basic non-negotiables of his theory of counseling are that like as a counselor you um you my brain is like turning off okay so the three things that you need are number one (laughs) you need the counselor to be um to have like genuine positive regard for the client like wish them well And genuinely feel that. And number two, uh, you need to have empathy for the client. And so, like a lot of what she's talking about is like this book is not meant to tell you how to fix yourself, and this book is not meant to, you know, belittle anything. But really, like, kind of just like get down in the depths of depression with you. And that's kind of interesting because uh, in the program, and we talk a lot about how like. You know, when when people who are going through, whether they have depression or, or for whatever reason they have challenges and they end up going to a, a counselor or a therapist, they don't need somebody to give them solutions necessarily because they have friends and family all around them telling like, well, if you have problems with your weight, you should try this workout regime. Or like, well, if you're feeling upset about your relationship, you should break up with your partner. <laughs> you know, like they have a yeah. lot of advice. But really, like a lot of times what people want and need is just like... Somebody to like get down in the muck with them and like just like lay in the mud, right? And so, this is like, I feel like this book genuinely does that. It's, yeah, it's like, let's feel these feelings together and they're totally cool to feel and like let's do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Going back to just mentioning the therapy part, her talking about her experience going to all the different psychologists and psychiatrists and everything. Yes was amazing and that one guy hes a psychotherapist right mm-hmm. and how she described him as well his reactions to her were treating her like another woman like shocked by his
0: abilities i'm <laughs> really trying to be like no I, I i know what you're talking about i loved it because she was like i am a tony robbins acolyte like i know exactly <laughs> what you're doing <laughs> oh it's so funny and just like lying at the end
1: of it to get out of it because it's just, like oh my god like, you're, yeah, you're not helping the situation that was really funny um, and how she's like you can't romanticize the situation too much when you go in because your therapist might romanticize you and like yes. don't wear foray
0: that was so funny <laughs> I thought that was really great that was really funny yeah it was like don't accidentally let your therapist see like your book of poetry <laughs> <laughs> Was oh, really
1: I thought that part was super funny. Like, that was one of those examples where she did a great job of making it somewhat relatable and, like, just, like, making the situation humorous. Um, I really liked that section a lot.
0: Yeah. There were definitely parts where I was, like, getting kind of, like, it seemed like maybe this was, like, part of her stand-up, perhaps, which I haven't watched or listened to any of her stand-up, like, at all. I don't even know what she looks like. Um, so I'm very curious and I would like to check her out, but I also really was drawn into and thought the part about like her adolescence was hilarious, um, and great. And the way that she wrote about it was so funny. Like when she was talking about, uh, I guess kind of connected to that when she was like trying to be like the best, uh, (laughs) self-help guru like ever, maybe I should flip back and see if I can find some part of it because that part was really funny.
1: While you look for that, that reminded me too, she was born in like a linen closet or something because the hospital was so full on the day she was born. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her reflecting back on that time was really funny. She's like, maybe that's why I'm so depressed because I was born where the nurses go to like, you know, get each other up. Yeah. Get (laughs) each other Where Was it where criminals go to dress up like a doctor? Oh my God.
0: Yes. That was so funny oh yeah school a hideous microcosm of the world i really liked that section um i i don't know if i can find like a good quote but i just found it really really funny when she was talking about just herself at that at that stage oh like when she wrote the (laughs) in first grade she wrote that piece and she thought she was like describing it as a satire No, oh, so are we okay. reading Hunger next? Oh by Roxanne Jay? Yeah. Is that what our friend <laughs> I feel like that was like an ad. <laughs> oh you mean Hunger by Roxanne Day? <laughs> yeah,
1: of course.
0: gay? And we had a suggestion from the awesome podcast, Fake Besties with Besties. Go listen to it. Yes, i are very listen to that. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'm excited because this is our third suggestion in a row.
0: Suggestion city. Suggestions. (laughs) I'm too drunk to be seriously (laughs) having this. (laughs)
1: Uh <laughs> um, yes cool i'm excited to read hunger
0: me too
1: cool <laughs> okay so where can people find us um, they can find us on instagram at drunk of the book they can email us at drunk of the book at gmail.com. they can find us on itunes and stitcher drunk of the book and they can find us at drunk of the book.com yeah Woo. And we always appreciate reviews and comments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we always appreciate suggestions.
0: Yeah, and As tell your friends earlier, about us.
1: Tell your friends, please. As mentioned earlier in this episode, we would like to hear more from people who have read How to Read in Public. Oh yeah. Um, hear other people's perspectives. Yes.
0: Um, so yeah, like we are just like down for conversation. It's true. We're usually talking to each other, but we like talking to other yeah. people too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, like, Ashley has a job, but I don't, so I'm always down for conversation.
0: (laughs) We should do a series that's, like, Olivia's conversation. (laughs) Like, a brief interlude. That
1: could be good. And if people would message us, then we could have
0: that. True. Oh, yeah, and maybe we'll have our bonus episode of listening to our episode and commenting. This is in the works. Meta episode of us listening and drinking and then talking about it. If that sounds good to you, let us know. Because it sounds good to us. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if we're a good metric, like if we're good at validating ideas or not. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. Let's get reading! Yeah. <laughs> 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 Drop my book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kind of yelled. Stop. Stop.